Tony Robbins coined the coaching industry, sorry, um, when he said, if you're an athlete, you need a coach to teach you, to guide you, to help you on your way. Um, why do we not use coaches as spiritual coaches, as financial coaches, as entrepreneurs coaches, as personal coaches? And I completely agree. So I do think it's very important. While I was interviewing individuals and getting feedback, I met a beautiful woman. And the moment I saw her, I could feel the energy um, coming off her, Sophia Musa. Um, She's a metaphysical empowerment consultant. She's a life coach. She's a master NLP practitioner. And she's also got a BCom in industrial psychology. And she has done so many incredible things. And I said to her, please come on my show. Let's chat. I would love to celebrate you and to just expose you to my audience because I think that it is wonderful when we meet people who are being the difference they wish to see in the world and helping create that ripple. So Sophia, welcome to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? I am there. I it's sort of just, I just had an interruption, but I heard you welcome and um, what an honor. What a pleasure. I'm so delighted to be with you. It's, I am so delighted to be with you. There was, while I was interviewing you, there was just a recognition in energy um, straight away. And, and then we started chatting afterwards and it was like, this is fantastic. This is going to be, there will be some form of collaboration going forward, some way that we can assist each other in assisting others. And, um, and that was really, really special for me. For um, our audience that is listening right now that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, you, you've done so much. Metaphysical empowerment consultant, life coach, master NLP practitioner, and you have a BCom in industrial psychology. Tell us a little bit about the the woman behind doing all of this okay so for a start you can delete all of that <laughs> because uh, very little of that counts it's, it's important to update yourself it's important mm-hmm. to have all these um, useful beneficial labels um, attached to your life experience but they count for nothing if Personal development does not include character development. Yes. A lot of personal development is how to be successful, how to achieve something, how to have that car, that home, that career, that amount of money, that look, that image. And honestly, if we strip all of that away and underneath is just an empty shell or a horrible monster, it's mm. worth nothing. So I like to see the, that the woman behind all of that is a very grateful daughter to the most amazing parents in the world. Uh, Like everybody else has too, but obviously mine are that much more amazing. (laughs) So um, that's my first credential, if I could put it that way, that I had wonderful parents who groomed and and nurtured me in a manner that a gardener was cultivating a garden. Hmm. And um, I just love how... Their discipline style was one of like a bonsai artist pruning something, except they didn't let me be small. (laughs) And uh, then I'm a very proud mother of three amazing children who are my teachers, surviving children, I could put it that way. My fourth child passed away, or rather my first child passed away before the others were born. 
And all four have been the most powerful teachers in the 20 minutes of my first child's life. I learned the most powerful lessons um, about taking charge of your life, about not outsourcing blame for circumstances, even when they're out of your control in that moment. There is no need to outsource blame because you actually let go of your own power mm -hmm. when it's always about somebody else or something else. When you realize that you you can be present in that moment, that circumstances unfold as they do, but you don't have to let go of the choices you have and the power you have and the attitude you have in any set of circumstances. So much later, I learned a nice phrase that was um, penned by Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. He said the last, he was actually in a concentration camp and he realized that a lot of young people were passing on out of despair or flu or pneumonia or the treatment they were having. And then there were older people who seemed more frail, but were more resilient and were living longer periods in the concentration camp. And, it, and being a previous um, therapist and psychologist, he decided to ponder why and explore this um, from his field. And he discovered that actually the older people were still spiritually connected. They believed in a God out They believed in some higher accountability. Mm. They believed there was something more than just themselves, so they didn't feel alone. And then they had this hope and the tenacity and the resilience to withstand. So a really frail elderly person would get pneumonia and survive it, and a young person, 22 years old, would die from it in the concentration camp. Mm. And through all this experience, he realized the attitude made such a difference. So he said the last of all human freedoms was the freedom to choose your own attitude in any given set of circumstances. And I only realized as much later, I, when, my, when I watched my baby dying in front of me, I felt helpless and I also outsourced blame to other people that I didn't, uh, I was afraid. Then I hold the baby, she's gonna get depressed. There were family members and I said, no, I'm not going to hold the baby because I don't want to upset anyone else. And then I blamed them for it for about nine years. Mm. So my daughter in 20 minutes taught me some powerful lessons. And I think she's the reason that my first application to real success happened 27 years ago. Sure. Otherwise, I would not have ventured on this path. And now I got to meet you. Well, I mean, f firstly, I am so sorry for your loss. Deeply sorry for your loss. Um, I know that sometimes... In life, we receive these um, gifts that are shrouded in pain. And, um, and like you say, she gave you so many gifts, even in those 20 minutes of her life. Yes. And the fact that you can look at it in that way um, is just profound and um, inspiring because I think so many people are at a loss when they are confronted with these sorts of situations. But I deeply do believe that there is always a gift in every single thing that happens to you. Um, I also so resonate with what you were saying about, um, you know, what Victor Franklin taught in A Man's Search for Meaning. You know, when we do have that connection to spirit, to source, to God, to Allah, Buddha, Krishna, whatever anybody wants to yes. call it, because I really do believe that all rivers lead to the same ocean. Um, it's mm -hmm. all, 
you know, that, that does empower you in a completely different way. And I think that's also why the 12 steps um, have been created and have a spiritual center to them, a God center, a Allah center, something greater than yourself. And the fact that you said that when you surrender, you know, for me, that's so powerful because I've had my own moments of surrender and, um, and I know how that just transforms your life when you just hand it over. And again, I want to just reiterate for everybody listening, for me, surrender is not giving up in any way. Surrendering is doing your best, but with no attachment to the outcome. So you, you give over the result, whatever the outcome is going to be, you give that over to the universe, um, to God, to Allah, to Buddha, to Krishna, to Jesus, to whatever you want to call it, but you give it over, but you still do your best. That's very, very important. Um, I think in life we do need to put effort into creating, um, moving towards being the people we want to experience ourselves being. And I think that you're an amazing example of that. I mean, you've done so many things. And one of your organizations, Spiritual Chords, um, we spoke about very briefly. And I've been doing a little bit of research. I mean, I worked this weekend. Just please excuse me. I literally was working 8 till 8 every day. And then I had my uncle's 60th birthday. So I haven't stopped. So I haven't been able to do as much research as I would have liked to. But I have read up on it, and, and it's really wonderful work. Um, for those of you li listening, it's well, actually, let me let you tell our listeners about it. Tell us a little bit about how Spiritual Chords came to be and how it's developed over the years, because you do so much now with Spiritual Chords. Okay, so Spiritual Chords um, was my expression of gratitude to the universe. And... Um, the universe, like you said, it can be Buddha, Krishna, Allah, the cosmos, whatever you, however you want to name it, mm. it's still the same source. I think it was Wordsworth or Keats who said, a rose is a rose by any name. Yes. And I think it is very appropriate in, in this moment when you're discussing this. Everyone is having a human re um, experience, but our source is something uh, if I could, for the want of better languaging, a spiritual source or a source that is higher than us. Mm. So I wanted to say thank you to this universal source that I happen to call Allah and God and uh, Yahweh, whichever way you want to say it. Um, it was a way of saying thank you for the wisdoms and learnings I acquired through the challenges and catharsis of my life. Otherwise, they would have been wasted. And I had so much support and resource from the universe as a whole, from my environment, from my parents, from the education I had been privileged to have, from the access I had to the right people and right resources, the right awarenesses. And I realized not everybody had that same uh, access as I had and support system that I had and I didn't know how to say thank you because just saying it in a prayer felt inadequate for the uh, the size of mm, the, the magnitude of it so all. So I decided to yes, I decided to be gratitude. Mm. You know, I said, oh, I love you that. I love see? that. Be gratitude. So and be the gratitude. Yes. Yes. So Spiritual Chords was born, uh, Spiritual Chords is just a label that was given to um, the work that I was doing to say thank you by serving others. 
So every time I got felt supported by the universe, even through my family or through other human resources or awareness and education resources, I wanted to do something for someone else to say, I really acknowledge what was done for me and I'm going to demonstrate the, the, the acknowledgement and the gratitude by doing something for somebody else, which may be small and inadequate compared to what was done for me, but it was an expression of gratitude. Mm. So I took a with I um, as a result of, of um, that, it just became more and more work. I mean, I thought I had done my lifetime's work by raising funds for a netball team in an underprivileged school. A girls' a netball team could not participate in any uh, tournaments because they didn't have a uniform, a, a netball uniform, because they were very uh, underprivileged. Mm-hmm. So I raised the funds for the entire kit for these 12 girls. And, and then I thought, I can die now because I've done my Good Samaritan work for my life and realized that was not even scratching the scratch of the surface. And then it just grew into realizing that you can empower people to do things for themselves. So spiritual courts, uh, the label itself was spiritual is because it's a connection to something higher than myself. Courts is the the cord, the, the, that universal cord, that golden thread that binds all of us together. And that's how the name was born, but it had already been functioning age before the name was born. Required myself. Someone labeled it as a, a, a very established and famous um, celebrity. Name said, "Give me a name for this because I want to label myself as the ambassador for this oh, organization." And that's why I got its name. And then we just delved into sustainable development and empowering and training people to build their own lives. So, going into the poorest areas in Africa and the subcontinent to teach people how to build their own homes and how to uh, um, make possibilities open in their lives. So focus on the solution rather than the problem. Mm. So the, we have a tendency by human nature that we focus first. I think it's the, uh, Brian made mention of this, I think it was the limbic brain, which first goes to the panic and what's going wrong, what's going wrong, so you, you just try and save yourself. And Brian Walsh was amazing, I must say, because he encapsulated this whole human behavior so adequately when he said, the first thing we do is we focus more on the negative because it's a larger part of the brain. Mm. But then we have the frontal lobe, which actually focuses on the solution. Yes. So if we just shifted there and we shifted people there, there's amazing what possibilities that could happen. So over the years, this has just grown and also developed. It's refined itself. So spiritual cause has now developed um, rural housing made out of natural materials that is low cost, earthquake proof, flood proof, and can be put together by the householder, even if they're beggars and they've had no training. We give them simple training to assemble their own homes. I can literally dispatch a house in a bag that can be put together like a mechano set. And if ever they get chased away from their, uh, the land where they're living, you can disassemble the home and take your home with you. Oh, wow. And that I can only attribute to the almighty creator. Because wow. a lot of it was thought out, but some miracles happened along the way that we did not plan for that made this result in this. I never planned to make something earthquake-proof. It turned out to be earthquake-proof because of the materials we used. That can only happen because the creator who created those materials made it that way. So I have a good partnership and a collaboration with that which is higher than myself. We're pretty good friends. I hope he likes me as much as I like him. (laughs) I'm sure that he does. I'm sure that he does. Was that the gentleman that I met at Real Success? No, I'm not actually talking about a human. I'm talking about the Almighty. Oh, the Almighty. Oh, yeah. um, Actually, the man who joined us at Real Success attracts everybody's attention wherever he goes because he has the most unbelievable energy. He's got a wonderful energy. He approached me because he was at a point where he had a gun to his head and was about to pull the trigger. Sure. Um, He had lost everything in his life. 
and had gone to a state of such total despair that actually the only way out was to end it all. And for some reason, the one last thing he did was dial my number. Sure. Wow. And now he impacts on other people. He's now my field operations manager for all the charity and community work we do globally and locally. He had he had really a lovely lovely energy. I didn't get to speak to him again after um, you left, but he, his presence was just beautiful. He had a really yes. beautiful, lovely energy. Um, now a lot of you don't only do the building of houses. There's education involved. There's a number of different yes. things involved. Don't you want to tell the listeners a little bit about all the different things that Spiritual Chords does do? Because if people would like to get involved in one of those areas, then they can contact you. Sounds wonderful. Okay, so um, in the rural area that I worked in in Pakistan, just to test out some of these, um, I worked with a lady who happened to be Pakistan's first female architect, and she is now 78 years old. Uh, six years ago, when I asked her to please collaborate with me, she gave up her architectural practice to do humanitarian aid work because um, it, it, it felt more appealing to her. And with her genius, we have developed this flood-proof housing um, that turned out to be earthquake-proof as well. Um, but we also developed other skills and trainings where we train communities how to build a non-electrical stove that women are building by the way we had one bigger woman um a hindu lady called champa and she had she was uh, obtaining food that were donations from a from a local mosque um two two or three times a week and eight people were surviving on a handful of food for two sure. or three times a week and we trained her to build the smokeless stove and in three and a half years she trained other women so going to seminars like Real Success taught me how having um, workshops and training programs can inspire people to take it further. And I said, why don't you workshop, run workshops? I'll give you a starter kit. Teach other women how to build it. She was previously a beggar, right? Like I said, just getting twice a week donated food. So she started training women. And in three and a half years, she and her team of ladies, these wasn't stoves uh, across villages in Pakistan and ended up winning for us the United Nations World Habitat Award. Amazing. You broke up when you said, um, just as you said, in three and a half years, and then you broke up for a second. So can you just repeat what okay. you said in there? In three and a half years, she and, and a team of women she trained, and this previous beggar woman in three and a half years trained enough ladies and between them built 47,000 smokeless non-electrical stoves what? in villages where people had no cooking happening they just begged or ate dirt even animal waste they would eat that to survive sure. oh my and now god they're cooking their own food and they're making their own stoves Forty-seven thousand units were built in three and a half years and it won the un world habitat award in 2018 that is because of champa who took this further that is so, absolutely so, phenomenal out of them how to um, recycle waste into fuel for cooking so they don't need electricity because they don't have access to any of this. We've taught them how to build their own hand pumps. They have access to clean water, um, plant forests. I think um, under the auspices of Spiritual Courts, we've now in the last 18 months planted something like 27,000 trees and shrubs and herbs, medicinal value, shade value, fruit value nutritional value and they're all they are growing this we're just showing them so the education part is a big deal for us 
and what where they want to take the skills and education they're allowed to do that because everyone has genius in them mm. they just need an opportunity i agree i couldn't actually agree with you more i think that that is absolutely so many people even at school level think that they are stupid because they don't they're not good at a certain subject or they don't understand something but genius exists in every single human being i think it was einstein that said if you judge a fish by its ability to fly you will be or you'll always be disappointed and i just love that quote because we've yes. all got genius but we can't expect everybody to be a genius at everything and so if we can guide people to and assist people in discovering their own genius they can give back profoundly to the world which it seems like that's what you're doing um spiritual chords if you guys want to look it up it's spiritual chords s p i r i t u a l c h o r d s .co.za is the website. I highly encourage you guys to go and check it out. The work is amazing. They support um and uplift any underprivileged people um and in a number of countries around the world by any suffering that is caused by natural disasters and also um a lack of basic necessities because there are so many people that just basically have a lack of necessities and I love that story of the woman who was a beggar who then just got this opportunity and then turned her life around that's what we should always be doing you guys know I'm always promoting random acts of kindness it is just going out your way sometimes and you think it's a tiny thing can change somebody's life profoundly so do it as often as humanly possible we're running out of time um But what I would like to say this this slot is usually reserved for um our discussion around gender-based violence and violence in the world um of a sexual nature any anything that um is harmful sexually I suppose to people. I know you do a lot of upliftment with women. Um let's speak a little bit more around that. What are the upliftment projects specifically aimed at women that you do? Okay so I um I make myself available to individuals or groups as often as I am able to make myself available and on platforms like yours to actually empower people mm-hmm. not women um there's a focus on women empowerment as though that solves the problem mm-hmm. all you're doing is making women realize their rights but we have to also concurrently make men realize their obligations mm-hmm. So you have to empower men with that. I agree. And it's not about men and women. It's about a human race that works each each gender has its own functionality. Men are men with certain physical and physiological traits that women don't have. And a man cannot grow the boobs to breastfeed a baby no matter what he tries to do. <laughs> Nor will he carry a womb to be able to bear a child. So when we respect that we're equitable Hmm. This whole focus on woman equality I think actually steered us off. I agree. This equitability. It is <sighs> nothing wrong with being feminine. There's nothing no. wrong with having a strong woman role. You don't have to be a man to count. Hmm. He counts as a man because he's doing his manly things, but you count as a woman because you do your womanly things and yes. you don't have to try and be one or the other. Yes. To 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 be liberated. Liberation is not trying to be a second class someone else. It's being the first class you. And I, I cannot start- tell you how 
deeply I agree with you because I've had since starting this segment specifically, you know, people are always going, no, it is the um, responsibility of men. It is the responsibility of women. And I'm like, no, it is the responsibility of us both. It, it, it is equally our responsibility. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Because now we also have so many people who don't identify with either a woman or a man. They're trans. They're, yes. you know, they're, it doesn't matter. We are human beings. And in the same breath, it's not about being equal and, and needing exactly the same things. We bring different things to the table. We bring doesn't take away from the value. The value of everyone is equal. But it doesn't mean that everyone should have to do the same things in order to acquire that value, to feel valuable in that way. Yeah. So I love what you're saying there. I absolutely love it. My daughter always says, when all else fails, fails eat a chocolate. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that solves it all. But if we actually ate the original cocoa bean, I don't think we'd be able to swallow it because it's really bitter, okay? So what you said was so beautiful. You bring, everybody brings an element that, so the, the chocolate without the cream or the milk doesn't make it smoother, and then the, the sweet, sweetener and what else then. So it is empowerment, like you said. Uh, people empowerment is a better focus than, than either gender uh, focus. And equitability, a fairness in the treatment of everyone yes. is what we need to do. And I think where the root cause of the problem was is, like I said, I'm very spiritually anchored. I mm. know that I'm so clear for me that there's something higher out there. And when I hold myself accountable to something higher than myself, it doesn't matter when no one else is watching. I still behave in the best way I can be a best version of myself in that moment with whatever awareness and realizations I have, whatever um, education or uh, thinking I have in that moment. And when my awareness expands, maybe I get better at it. Yes. But at any given moment, everyone is being the best that they can with whatever awareness they can. So if we start making ourselves aware of something higher than ourselves, we hold ourselves accountable to a higher character, a higher behavior. So when no one else is watching, we still behave the best mm. we can be. And if we start reconnecting with that and start, I think we, we started to make it acceptable because we thought it was polite to tell people, oh, you're allowed to say nothing else exists. But that's fine too. But have an accountability to something higher than yourself. Mm. Because if you're the ultimate and this is the mess we've created of the world, then the ultimate is not We're working. in trouble. So let's push the bar on ourselves, let's raise our standards and let's hold ourselves accountable to something more, hmm. whatever you see that more to be. But don't let there be nothing else because then we're just sinking further down, whereas we could raise ourselves. Um, I, I, it was Brian who spoke about this or I'm not sure, one of the speakers this weekend. I learned so much this weekend. They said you can either spiral in an expanding spiral upwards or in a tightening spiral downwards. And our lack of accountability is actually taking us down a funnel of a, a narrowing spiral downwards and we're choking ourselves. Mm -hmm. And actually to believe in something higher than you, where your ego now is put in place, where it's not all about you, there's something more. And you can be more because of that more. Um, it can lift you to be more of yourself. 
it's going to change the face of everything. And we need to be more solution-focused, not problem-focused. I think the media highlights the problem here and the war there, and this is what happened, and this person's mentality and that person's attitude. And if we started saying, okay, if I, had, if I could express more love, if I could do this, if I could do that, more positive approach, more solution-orientated approach, and stop dissecting the problem, yeah. um, realize the problem, and focus on the solution, then the entire vibration frequency of the planet would change and people would be influenced differently. I'm going to share a video with you on WhatsApp later. Yes. If you can play it next week or whenever you can, it actually encapsulates how a study was done 40 years ago where just about 6,000 people across the globe were just giving love to the planet and it had reduced um, mm. attacks, murders, rapes considerably. Um, negative thinking, uh, suicides had all dropped in the time when that love meditation just happened. I've actually and read a number really of studies that. on that. Yeah, you, you absolutely correct. It's, um, there's numerous for the listeners out there. First of all, I'm, uh, I apologize. Something happened with my Instagram and it crashed, but we are still live streaming on to oceans vibe radio. So if you were on, um, Instagram and it disappeared, I am back on Instagram, but we are still live streaming on to oceans vibe radio. Um, but yes, there's been numerous studies. I've actually read up on them and I encourage the listeners to do the same. Um, that when there is a group um, energy that is focused on one thing, whether it is peace, whether it is expanding love, whatever it is, there is a profound difference that happens within that area. So I've always thought, imagine if we could get everyone um, from all over the world to every week, for instance, at a certain time. So it would obviously be different time zones in the, in the world, but to just have a meditation that just sent out love, that just literally sent that out love. It would be, I Can think... Can I give you a suggestion where it would start? Yes, with me. Right where you're sitting right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why. You have a platform, you have people who are listening to you. If you can make this program not about gender-based violence, but people love where we're saying, where we're giving the solutions to the violence, where we're saying, look at this relationship. In a face of anger, this man walked away and came back with flowers for his wife. Let people hear the stories, inspire the woman not to say, oh, you're breaking up there. Show them what can be done. Well, that is what the show does. That is what the show does. So we do. So focus on maybe sharing stories of the successful relationships and give ideas to the others of how to handle relationships. Talk about um, we do do that. Who did what in a good context? Yes, we and do do that, Sophia. Already. Yeah, we do do that. I know we just met, so you haven't listened to my show before. But my no, shows, all of my <laughs> shows, are really about celebrating. Um, celebrating individuals that are making a difference, celebrating people that are living their, um, their highest version of their life, um, celebrating that. But the reason why I started the segment on a Tuesday, which a lot of my listeners obviously know there are some new listeners, is because I think that one of the sad truths is that they say one in three women in South Africa have been um, involved in some form of sexual assault, um, sexual abuse, um, abuse of some kind, and yet nobody knows a rapist or, a, or, a, or an abuser, you know? 
And one of the ways to transform that is acknowledging the people who have been through what they've been through and how they've come out of it. Yes. And, um, and another way of doing it is giving, is giving people the understanding because, um, you know, I saw a beautiful... For me, it really hit home. There was a man at a woman's protest and he was just wearing shorts and across his chest he said, I'm surrounded by women and I feel 100% safe. He said, wouldn't it be wonderful if women felt the same way? He said, I'm surrounded by women, half naked, and I feel 100% safe. He said, wouldn't it be wonderful if the roles were reversed? And so that's really wow. the message is, is to bring safety and bring understanding because a lot of people, the Me Too movement was big all over the world, but it wasn't very big here, unfortunately. Um, you know, and once we realize that it actually has affected our mothers, our sisters, our cousins, our best friends, we look at things in a different way and we look at ourselves in a different way. And so that's what Tuesday's show is normally about. All my other shows are about celebration, upliftment, happiness, um, you know, random acts of kindness, all of these things. But there is a moment, I think, in time where we do need to look at the, the reality of a situation yes. and acknowledge it and then we focus on the solutions and and that's solutions. what and so, that's what this is about clarify, what, I, what i like is that you're um recognizing the problem yes and then using the platform to address it which is fantastic so i wasn't suggesting that wasn't happening and i know i haven't listened to your program before because mm -hmm. i hadn't had the blessing of knowing you before but yes. i'm definitely going to be a follower now um Thank I also uh, want to say that when we address things at the root cause, it usually helps. And maybe we can make a think tank out of your program where we say, well, where exactly is the root cause? Because there's a lot of suggestions on it. Uh, but often the solutions are symptomatic. We're dealing with the symptom of the root cause and not the root cause itself. Because mm. it really hasn't been thoroughly maybe established what the root cause is. So maybe we could pursue that way, you know, and they say, if you can think it and believe it, I think that there is a root cause, I believe there is, otherwise we wouldn't have the problem. For so sure. I'm sure we'll discover it. So if perhaps um, people could come, your listeners could give suggestions on where the root cause is, because if you, if you have a dripping tap and you keep mopping the floor underneath it, you come back 30 minutes later, you're going to have another puddle to clean. But if you shut the tap off and fix the, the washer that's worn out, the root cause of the problem, you'll never have to mop it again. Mm. So maybe we could be the, the breeding ground for uh, root cause discovery on this, maybe. A hundred percent. I would love to hear from everyone. Um, I feel so cut out from all the people you are having a good time with there. So I'd love to know what the suggestions are and wh where the root cause is. And if we can identify that character building may be a root cause of the problem where we've forgotten character in favor of education. Hmm. Well, I've uh, had I've had to be focused on marks hmm. and not um, higher order thinking or better personalities. You you're highly rated for an A plus even if you have a bad attitude and you brutally step down anyone to get your marks hmm. and you're favored for that. So we are already conditioned in a wrong way. So. I leave it to you to tell us what to do next. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely don't have all the answers, but what I do try and do is bring you people who have some answers and hopefully all together we can we can find some some solutions to these problems. Um I just want to tell you that it is a privilege and an honor to be on a program that actually is addressing social issues.
And it's a blessing to have encountered you and your listeners, even though I haven't seen them, I can feel them. And my last parting words is each one of us has are in charge of our own uh, attitudes and don't hand them over to anyone else. You, we individually can reshape uh, the attitude of the planet and the universe. You have what it takes. All the greatness you have is inside you. Everything you are, you already contain. Mm. And um, the power of each of you is exponential when we work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Sophia Musa on Two Oceans Vibe Radio. It has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us today.